You're listening to Kantar Australia's Bite-Sized Insights Podcast. A fortnightly 10-minute snapshot of insights helping brands and marketers better connect with consumers. I'm speaking with Darren Poole, who is the Global Head of Creative for Kantar. Darren, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Um, interesting times that we are in at the moment, and I guess we're trying to get this podcast out in a reasonably current fashion. Anything that we talk about in this podcast is basically reflecting the current situation. Uh, so if in a week's time things have changed, then perhaps what we're saying is maybe not quite so relevant, but we think it's relevant for the time being. Uh, in terms of that current situation, I think it's I think it, it, it's a absolutely a black swan event, don't you think, Darren, in terms of, I guess the impact on people's behaviours fundamentally. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I've worked within Kantar for many years, and I would have to say that this is pretty much unprecedented. I mean, there are certain certain things that have happened in the world over the last 10, 15, 20 years that we can look to for, for help with how to deal with it. But yeah, pretty much unprecedented. So maybe in terms of stuff that we could broadly compare to is, I guess, the last GFC, but I, that was a pretty, I guess, you know, fundamentally what we're talking about here is an ongoing situation. So, you know, what's happening is that people's behavior, we're, we're essentially we're socially engineering a vaccine in lieu of an actual vaccine. So what that means is that people are basically staying away from other people. Uh, they're staying away from business. Uh, they're staying away from essentially, you know, like the, sort of, it, it's slowing the economy, I guess, fundamentally. Um, there's no clear outcome. And it could permanently change the way that we work, the way that we spend, the way that we travel and the way that we live. Absolutely. I mean, uh, for, for me, when I'm looking at this from a from an advertising perspective, um, I, I think there are some terms of reference, which are, like you say, the financial crisis from 2007, 2008. You know, I've looked back at what happened after 9-11, for example. Yeah. Um, and I've got I've got experience from from living in Asia when when we had SARS. But, you know, SARS is or was really, really small compared with this. So um, we are we are kind of finding our, you know, feel, finding and feeling our, our way right now. All right. Let's get into it. Um, if we're going to, I guess, preach empathy, we better start with empathy. If I'm a marketer, I'm probably freaking out at the moment. Uh, it kind of reminds me of this, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I wish we could like literally <laughs> hand everybody a copy, big, happy word, like a uh, big, happy font with the words don't panic. Uh, but, you know, maybe control panic is kind of what we need to do. As a marketer, though, I guess the temptation is to pull spend. Should advertisers be advertising now, or should marketers be advertising now, or should they be pulling spend fundamentally? It's it's a question that many many clients around the world have asked us over the last few days. And when I when I come at this, I come at it from two um, two angles. I guess there's a, a strategic or, or longer term, and then there's a tactical and immediate term. And, and strategically, our point of view is that brands, if they can avoid it, shouldn't stop spending. Uh, and the reason for that is based on all of our experiences of of downturns in the past. What we see is that those brands that don't turn the out turn the lights out are the brands that come out of the crisis um, most quickly and most strongly. 
Um, and that's because, you know, it's really important for the way consumers make decisions about brands um, for, for the brands to keep themselves salient, first and foremost, but also to maintain their sense of meaningful difference. And then I think, yeah, there's, a, there's an interesting perspective that somebody mentioned to me this morning, which is that yeah, there is a degree to which people are saying in 2020 that they want brands to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's not human to, um, to be a spectator. Um, in a situation like this. You know, and I think people will remember brands um, that were there for, for them through this crisis. Right, right. So I guess what we're talking about is, you know, being it for the long game, we need to think about the long term, I guess, impact on our brands. Uh, and we have evidence to suggest that, well, evidence that supports the fact that, you know, sticking with it uh, has a commercial outcome in the long term, but also getting some skin in the game. That's right. That's right. So and I, that would be my perspective from a from a global perspective. And when I say global, I mean I mean cross categories. But yeah. I think once we start to drill down into individual categories and individual brands, that's when we have, need to start thinking a bit more tactically. Okay. Do you want to talk a little bit about you know the detail of that? Maybe across you know some some examples of how you know these decisions need to be made at a brand by brand basis. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think there are maybe you know five or six different areas that that I've thought of so far. You know, one of them is you know obviously here in Australia, the borders are closing nine o'clock tonight, and the airlines are stopping international flights. So now is not a time to be talking about travel and tourism. Um, you know, just just cut that cut that spend in in a promotional way that I should say. Um, because you know, I think there is a potential for for those brands to be letting their their customers know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we have to be really careful about categories that do involve interpersonal contact, you know, or or categories that you know we've been categorically told not to use. And we're maybe not quite as restricted in Australia right now as um, some of our our friends and colleagues around the rest of the world. But you know, things like um, out of home entertainment. Um, things like sports. Um, I think, you know, in coming days, we may, may well see that, you know, uh, pubs and restaurants come into that. You know, we shouldn't be talking about things that, that people can't use. Uh, again, unless we're talking about um, kind of emotional support. Um, and then I think, you know, the, the other one that strikes me um, as important, and I, I saw an ad on TV last night for a, for a surface cleaner. You know, we've got loads of products in the country at the moment that are in short supply you know obviously toilet paper personal cleaning products you know pasta rice and things like that we don't want to be creating demand that can't be satisfied because that's just going to you know add to the panic um, and add to consumer frustration um there are there are maybe some categories that you you think well you know it's it's not logical to advertise in at the moment but uh, again we might be we might be able to do some really quite tactical and kind of building into strategic elements so um we've done some work in some markets that show that consumers say we're going to spend less on luxury less on alcohol less on health and beauty but when we look back to the global financial crisis actually those categories did really really well because people were looking for um, affordable indulgence and small vices Mm -hmm. so you know if we um, if we create content carefully tactfully authentically in those categories you know it it might not be rejected Mm Another client question that came in from from here in Australia this week is um, about um, actually was the mobile phone category. But if you think about infrequently purchased categories, household appliances, cars, clothing, yeah, I, I actually don't think there's any reason why those categories 
shouldn't be advertising right now. You know, rarely are they intending to drive immediate purchase intent, but what they can be doing is maintaining that sense of that sense of salience and driving predisposition by meaningfully different. Um, and then finally, um, you know, who, who should definitely be advertising? Um, it's those categories that can make people's lives easier while we're social distancing. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have had emails galore from people, uh, companies telling them this week what they're doing to um, you know, help them during the, the coronavirus crisis. But, you know, supermarkets, food delivery services, home entertainment providers. Yeah, definitely a good time for you to be showing people that you're actually putting them in uh, uh, ahead of your profit. Um, and so that you can help people adjust to a, a really, really different way of living. Yeah. So I guess that, that, that sort of leads to the, the like a logical next question, which is about, I guess, the type of content that we should be airing or publishing. So what kind of messages should we be taking to market and how should we be framing that messaging? I think the key thing here, it would be what I always say in um, in any situation, even during normal times, which is, you know, do what is going to be most appropriate for your consumer. Listen to them, understand their needs, you know, put yourself in, in, in their own shoes. And again, based on some of the research that we've conducted in, in other parts of the world, you know, we know that there is some categories where consumers really, really need reassurance about the fact that the brand's products and services are safe to use. Um, so in, in those cases, some product centric advertising is absolutely fine. Um, in other categories, um, you know, it might be actually about stopping to talk, stopping talking about what the product actually does. And coming back to that earlier point I made about, you know, providing emotional support, saying, look, we're here for you right now. Um, you know, we're together. We, we will get through this as a country, as a nation. Um, and and then you know there will be there'll be some brands that can can do neither of those things, but you know, it, it can just be about saying, look, we're still here, um, and we'll be here for you after this crisis. But I think yeah, regardless regardless of the, the strategy or the tactics that an uh, an organisation takes, you know, it's got to be seen as authentic. Um, it's absolutely got to be in line with the brand's values, and it, it certainly mustn't be seen as taking advantage of the, the situation. Um, again, um, in, in an online conversation with somebody about this earlier today, I thought they, they put it really well, which was um, be genuine or be silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wise words in a, <laughs> in a crisis situation. Um, it's, it's interesting just to think about some examples we've seen so far. I, I can think of one uh, that came out of the States, so Jamison's Whiskey uh, had a really sort of, I mean, it wasn't advertising per se, but it was really uh, authentic and and, uh, and it was uh, a, a gesture of support for their key um their key proponents in the market. So the um the uh, the US Bartenders Association got a half a million dollar donation for them, uh, just in time for St Patrick's Day, which was effectively cancelled, mm. in support of of the bartenders of of uh, New York, who are obviously uh, big supporters of of Irish whiskey and Jamison in particular. Have you heard of any other examples? But, but funnily enough, it's um, from the same category and using the same event. But but Guinness in the US did a superb. Uh, 90 seconds piece of uh, online video that was talking about how you know Guinness is there for them today it will be there for them um, in the future uh, and regardless of where they where people were that day you know whether it be in the pub or whether it be at home you know Guinness was a way of of connecting people and you know it, it was it was actually really quite nice because of course there's a product driven um, piece of messaging in there um, but it didn't you know it didn't feel too 
feel too promotional. And I think, you know, that is another that's another consideration for advertisers right now. It's that you know this is where I think in most cases people won't be wanting to see promotional content and deals. And um, there's one exception for that, and that came from some colleagues in in the UK, where I saw that uh, Disney Plus was offering a, a one year subscription for just fifty pounds. I think right. so. Yeah, again, really, really recognizing that as people go into um, self isolation, you know, getting ready for a lockdown. 50, 50 pounds for a year's worth of viewing is um, actually not a bad deal. And um, yeah, I think I'd sign up for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess a, a follow-up question then would be in relation to product-focused campaigns. Should you know should marketers be pulling those cur- uh, the current product-focused campaigns that they have? Or, I mean, do we just have to focus on emotion and that sort of long-term strategy? I, I, I don't think so. And like I say, I don't think every brand is going to be capable of doing um, that kind of emotional we're here for you messaging because you just won't have credibility for the consumer. Mm. Um, If you do have product focused advertising right now, my sense is that it doesn't necessarily have to be pulled. Yeah, I've, I've been doing a fair bit of reading around obviously the health implications of, of COVID-19. Um, and, and we're talking more in the last few days about the mental health implications. And I think you know, if advertisers continue to flight advertising they have planned that is around products, it will help to connote a degree of normality that will stop some of the panic that we've got going on um, and, and could therefore you know, prevent impact on, on people's mental health. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of... I guess what Cantar does, like cutting to the cutting to the chase, really. You know, uh, if I, if I'm a marketer and my budgets are being cut, but I need those answers really quickly, um, what is it that Cantar can offer in terms of you know monitoring a, a rapidly changing situation, but giving me you know insights that I can use to you know essentially defend share, I guess, at this stage and potentially in the long term um, support a quick recovery. It's it, it's a good question, and you know a, a lot of the queries that have come to me in the last few days have been about, you know, can I still be testing advertising today? Um, and I, I actually think it's really important because something we tested four weeks ago may have a scene that is just totally inappropriate today, or you know, the whole the whole approach might be might be um, inappropriate. So um, we do have solutions on Cantar Marketplace that enable us to test uh, creative in 24 hours. Um, I don't think our normative context is going to be delayed or I'd be impacted, sorry. Um, and so, you know, that is a great way of getting a read on, you know, is my is my content. Um, so that could be content that you've got planned. It could be yet content that you've aired already. It could even be content that you've rested because um, we have to recognize we may have trouble, you know, producing new ads um, in, in a few weeks time, you know, seeing if that content will work and if that is emotionally resonant um, at this time. And then beyond that, you know, um, that's a kind of product offer that we have at Cantar. But, you know, our people have great experience of, um, of, of how advertising works and, and how people respond. So it could just be a matter of getting in touch with us and having a chat. Excellent. So getting in touch with Cantar, we'll see what we can do. I guess that's probably the that's all, all we can do at this stage uh, in terms of this uh rapidly changing ongoing situation um darren thank you much thanks much for your time um i guess is there anything else that you wanted to say just in relation to what marketers need to be thinking about right now i I would come back to the the point that we made earlier which is just really really think about the the consumer um 
of course, there are a lot of brands that are thinking about how to survive. Um, and that survival is going to come by making sure that consumers continue, continue to buy um, their, their products. So it's really thinking about you know, what's the consumer thinking and how's the best way that I can, can communicate with them. Excellent. So thanks so much for your time, Darren. You're welcome. Get your new bite-sized insights every second Tuesday. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Find out more at kantaraustralia.com.